Broadcasting from deep within Angel Stadium, this is Angler Chronicles. Good morning, Southern California. From Joshua Tree to Dutch Harbor, from the Canadian wilderness to the Amazon jungle. Buckle up, because it's going to be wall-to-wall action on Angler Chronicles. Angler Chronicles is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, California's fishing, hunting, and shooting headquarters since 1971. Van Warmer Resorts, Hotel Palmas de Cortez, and Hotel Playa del Sol. Fishing Syndicate Quality Custom Rods. Get syndicated. Carna de Teresa, providing quality, handmade, marinated meats. Owner Hooks, perfection in hooks. Lake Elsinore, the city of Dream Extreme. And Bite on Fishing, where your next catch is only a castaway. Broadcasting from deep within Angel Stadium, this is Angler Chronicles. Good morning, Southern California. From Joshua Tree to Dutch Harbor, from the Canadian wilderness to the Amazon jungle. Buckle up, because it's going to be wall-to-wall action on Angler Chronicles. Angler Chronicles is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, California's fishing, hunting, and shooting headquarters since 1971. Van Warmer Resorts, Hotel Palmas de Cortez, and Hotel Playa del Sol. Fishing Syndicate Quality Custom Rods, get syndicated. Carna de Teresa, providing quality, handmade, marinated meats. Owner Hooks, perfection in hooks. Lake Elsinore, the city of Dream Extreme. And Bite on Fishing, where your next catch is only a castaway. Good morning, Southern California, and welcome to this week's episode of Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio and Angels Radio app, AM830 KLAA. Um, my God, it's just so much fun to be back in the saddle here in the studio with Ron and also with Andrew. Uh, we're going to have a good show. Folks, this is the weekend, the opener for the Palmdale Fin and Feather, and we are there filming this event. Uh, we're going to get some fishing in. We're going to uh, get on a boat. We're going to get a beautiful dock. We're going to fish We're going to go uh, run around the, the lake and, and get some interviews and talk to people, see how they're doing. I will tell you, it's a really balmy 42 degrees this morning. Okay, and tomorrow, Sunday, Ron, they're expecting 34 degrees in the morning. Isn't it wonderful? Okay, well, the high is going to be 60 and 62, but the morning is going to be 42. Partly cloudy. Nothing, you should be up in the Sierras. It's 30 below. No, I should be down in (laughs) Cabo or Panama somewhere fishing, but this is all good. So, uh, with Andrew and with Ron and Tony, we're going to be. Uh, the opener, we're, we're, we're here. Okay, so we're here. We hope we get to see some of our friends. Uh, on the opener, Andrew, uh, we usually get a good um, uh, a good turnout, right? Yeah, so, I mean, on the opener, it, it's usually the most, uh, oh, I would say, the busiest uh, time of the year because the anticipation that goes on, you know, because the last day of fishing was November 18th. So you got three months of people just waiting, you know, biting us a bit to try and catch these trout. And uh, and right now, you know, uh, you know, I would say within what are we at? Uh, I believe it's in one hour. Uh, everyone has a chance at the first chance at fifteen thousand pounds of untouched mount lasting trout 
in the water that nobody's been able to touch. They started stocking three weeks ago with the first 5,000. Last week was the next 5,000. And then uh, 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 early Friday morning, the Mount Lassen truck came in. And uh, I know you're talking about the weather, but when the truck came in, lightning has strike. Lightning ah. touched ground. Oh, yeah. So they did, uh, so they did another 5,000 pounds with a very good amount of chunky, chunky lightning uh, trout mixed in. And I'm talking these fish, they might just touch that double limit size. There might be a few. Or, I'm sorry, the double digit size. There might be a few just at that 10-pound mark because they are nice fat ones. Um, the average is going to be about three to five pounders. But again, like I said, you know, just, just watching their video that they posted on the, on the, the final stock before the opener, I mean, man, I was like, I was ready to jump through the video with the rod and ready to start casting. Right, it's going to be a fun day. I can't wait to get out there today. Right, and and so um, you know we we we've made a big event out of it. In fact, um, you know we're we're about what two hours away, Ron, two two and a half hours. Yep. All right, and um, so we're we're actually got a a hotel. Okay, we're going to stay overnight on Friday, so we get an early start on Saturday, and um, and then we're going to get an early start on Sunday as well. So it'll be a Saturday Sunday, you know, total immersion at Palmdale Fin and Feather. Uh, Ron, you fished uh, Palmdale before. What, what what's your take? Well, it, if you want to catch fish, that's the place to be. I mean, absolutely. And you heard Andrew say how many pounds that they put in there and then all the uh, specialty fish they, you know, hey, you want to catch bass? You want to go hunting. I mean, I, I remember days, you know, we, we fished yeah. off that dock over there. and yeah. uh, Every cast. Every cast. I went seven for seven yeah. on a Thomas Buoyant because, yeah. you know, I, I, I got to throw stuff. I'm, I, I got to, you yeah. know, throw a jig. I do something. Okay. And, and I know for freshwater jig, is a different word than what I would use. Um, the jig, I'm talking a surface iron type thing, so Thomas Buoyant works. And, um, yeah, I went seven for seven. I couldn't believe it. Uh, tremendous action in Fin and Feather. Um, and it's just, uh, it's got the right um, uh, geology. If you, I don't know if that makes any sense. The, the right, uh, the, the right, set up uh, for doing the, the lake. They go around the lake. They, there's well, docks waiting for them. They have a... The water temperature is always very good there. It's cold. Trout love cold water, mm -hmm. so everybody understands that. Uh, it, it, it's completely set up. You know, they're, the trout are raised in a small... Uh, environment and they swim in circles and this lake is not huge but it is not small either uh, and that's what they do they'll swim in circles and that's why when you see it's like every hour or two hours people will start getting bit because they're doing this circle thing so uh, isn't that the case Andrew yeah definitely so uh, with Palmdale Finn and Feather it's a uh, two square miles of surface um, there so there's a lot of area to fish um, also, they've done a lot of work this past year, uh, especially in the off-season, by clearing a lot of these brush areas and different. So there's going to be a lot of new shore areas uh, for a lot of anglers that are fishing from shore. Um, you know, obviously, same with the docks. You know, like you're saying, you're going to watch, let's just say, for instance, docks two and three, they're getting bit. And, and two hours later, docks five and six, seven and eight, now they're getting bit, and it's slowed down for dock three and two. And then two hours after that, dock two and three are back in it again. So the good thing is, you know, these fish have a lot of area to swim around. Uh, but now with all this new shore space, it's definitely going to be interesting uh, 
um, you know, to watch all, you know, the shore anglers and stuff get on that. Um, but these fish are going to be moving. But what's cool how they did it, and I love the way they do this there, is they have three weeks apart. So 5,000 each week. So the fish three weeks ago could be close to the middle in the boat range. The fish last week could be, you know, right at that maximum casting range from shore to, you know, to like where the boat range starts. Because remember, the boats have to stay just outside of all the buoys. And then the fish that were just put in uh, yesterday morning, uh, they're going to be closer in, you know, again, there's the lightning. So you have a variety of three different stocks around the, the entire lake. So I think everybody, whatever style they're doing, whatever uh, um, uh, uh, way that they're either on the boat or the shore, everyone's going to have a, have a chance to catch uh, uh, these nice fish. And these are going to be big fish, too. Um, every week they've been putting in uh, double digits along with, you know, the I call it the higher, I guess it wouldn't be teeners, but the higher size fish in that eight to nine pound range. Um, but it's it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, it, my my only complaint I think I've ever had at Fin and Feather was was getting a limit too fast. <laughs> so, I don't know if that's really a complaint, but <laughs> right. And uh, some of the rules that you say um, your limit, you can't catch and release, right? Yeah. So so trout uh, trout is no catch and release. Uh, so it is a catch and keep uh, for trout. Once you get five, you got to be done trout fishing. Um, uh, with bass, uh, you have to release them. Uh, there is uh, two weeks out of the year that you can keep them. Uh, but, again, we don't talk about that. Um, crappie, same thing. Uh, it starts in July, and then uh, you're allowed, uh, I believe it's two per day um, uh, uh, after you know July. That's why the crappie gets so big there. I mean... I'll just say I have my personal best that was that was uh, three and a half pounds, and for wow. a copy, that's giant. Yeah. And, uh, you know, of course, and then, of course, you know, they have the big catfish in there. Um, but, you know, I would say my second best favorite to catch uh, is holding a, um, a bow and arrow and looking for these carp that love to eat arrows there. So <laughs> it's a fun, fun place. Yeah. Um, as far as the bass is concerned, I don't think we're going to get into much bass. Um, right now, this temperature, this time of the year, those bass are going to be holding deep. Okay. And they're almost in, um, they're almost dormant. Okay. They're just chilling out. Okay. Um, they don't get active until probably the spring. But so, well, that means the name of the game is trout. And okay. let's see if lightning exactly. strikes. Uh, lightning lightning st stroke? <laughs> Struck. <laughs> Struck. Um, I'll, I'll, uh, last year, we had a really good um, trip on that one. And unfortunately, we, we didn't get you, Ron. You weren't feeling good. You couldn't make it. So we're going to have Ron. That was my first bout with COVID. Yeah. Uh, well, he's he's back. We're going to take him with us this time. Uh, like I said, it'll be the foursome. So I guess you're going to have to be on my team because, you know, uh, Team Two Pound is Ron and Tony. And you know Tony uh -huh. Tony's going to open his mouth and he's going to push. Or what, what do you say, poke a sleeping bear? What do you say? Yeah, don't poke the sleeping bear. Well, if you're going to do that, you got to be able to back it up and you need to uh, make sure that you uh, um, um, catch some fish. Absolutely. Okay. Because you always, uh, you know, they, a while ago, they, they became the two-pound team. So I guess you're going to have to be part of my team, Andrew. Okay, because... Uh, hey, that, that, that works for me. I'm just hoping that the other half of uh, Team Two-Pound, uh, uh, that Mockingbird or Blue Jay, wakes him up. Because it's now, uh, 
it's now almost 520, and I, I haven't seen Tony yet. I wonder where he's at. Yeah, I wonder where he's at, too. Okay. So, anyway, um, all good, and fin and feather, if you're out here, come fin by and feather. see us. Okay, well, yes, you want to you wanna, you wanna start... Um, Actually, I got two minutes, so I don't want you to start on your freshwater report. But okay. what I do, one of the things I want to talk about, I'll put it out there, and you guys figure this out. How are you going to teach me? Uh, the make reels and, and spinning reels and these what I call uh, tinker toys for trout. 500 size reel, 1,000 size reel, 1,500, 2,000, 2,500, and 3,000. Above 3,000, I know that gets more into the saltwater scene, although I have been using a 2,500 in saltwater, okay? But those little reels, okay, little rods, um, I want to I wanna talk about that. I know you guys use two-pound test. Um, when I went to get some line, they offered me to put two, three, four, five. I didn't know they made a three-pound test or a five-pound test. Um, so I'll tell you what I got. Um, two-pound, um, there was, they didn't have fluorocarbon on, um, in stock, okay? So I would have had to bought fluorocarbon then make a um, a knot because there wasn't enough in the spool to fill it up so i went with two pound andy i mean not andy uh triple x okay mm -hmm. uh the four pound on the other reel so i went two pound that then i went four pound with fluorocarbon and then six pound fluorocarbon for troll so you did mono on the mono, mono on the two pound, pound. okay but uh, and I found that's okay. I found two pound fluorocarbon. Though I guess we can just put a liter on it, if needed. Okay, Andrew. Well, there's the music, but um, yeah, just hold oh, on tight. So those are the things that I want to talk about. Okay, here okay. at Fin and Feather. All right, everybody, hang on tight. We're gonna take our first break. God, it feels good to be back on the saddle. We'll be right back. All in. A bad day of fishing beats a good day of anything else. Big one on a man, I would have got him, but he took my AM830. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing in Dana Point Harbor. Come check them out. Trips for anglers of all levels depart daily and kids fish free every Sunday. Enjoy clean vessels, full galleys, and friendly expert captains and crew. Everything you need for a great day of fishing for everyone, including a fleet of private charters. The Dana Wharf Kids Club is the coolest club of the sea, featuring free fishing trips, whale watching adventures, and more. Check them out on the web for daily deals, including the famous Half Price Tuesday. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, number one angler's choice since 1971. That's Dana Wharf Sport Fishing and Whale Watching, located at 34675 Golden Lantern in Dana Point. You can contact them by phone at 949-496-5794 or on the web at danawharf.com. Daily adventures, lifelong memories, established 1971. Stay connected and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Lake Elsinore is the action sports capital of the world. Stocked regularly with bass, catfish, crappie, and more. Lake Elsinore is the largest natural freshwater lake in Southern California and the destination for fishing. Whether you're looking for an extreme outdoor experience or a relaxing morning sunrise, start your next adventure in Lake Elsinore and stay at the new fully renovated campground, Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Find us online to follow all the action. 
Hi, I'm Pat McDonald. Join me at California's premier outdoor recreation shows. The LeBart Hall shows January 25th to 28th at the Long Beach Convention Center and February 15th to the 18th at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. Whether it's great retail tackle bargains at hundreds of booths, dozens of daily seminars over four days by the experts, the latest in boats, kayaks, and accessories, the Hall family shows presented by Progressive Insurance deliver the ultimate outdoor experience. Get details at hallshows.com. AM 830. I filled up two shopping carts late last night. One was full of fishing gear, the other Miller Lite. Welcome back, everybody. This is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio and the Angels app. Uh, still AM 830KLAA and uh, still Angler Chronicles here in beautiful. Well, this is, today is kind of weird because it's Palmdale Finn and Feather, but we're usually at the stadium. But anyway, Palmdale Finn and Feather is where we're at. We're ready to get started on the opener. It's, um, what, about 530-ish right now and uh, well, no, it's 5.20, so we're going to get going here. Um, hey, uh, before we do get going, though, Andrew, can you give us a rundown of what's going on in the freshwater world? Yes, and well, I'm going to start it off a little bit different because I have to make a huge announcement. Something happened this week that has not happened in probably 12 to 13 years. A 22, I'm not exaggerating, 22-pound rainbow trout was caught at none other than the home of the super trout, Santa Ana River Lake. Wow. 20 pounds officially weighed at their scale. Uh, the angler caught it at 1.30 in the morning, um, so he was on a 24-hour pass. Uh, he was uh, soaking power bait, um, and apparently he hooked this fish, brought it in, and pretty much half the lake went crazy. When they went to go weigh this thing, a lot of the uh, the Santa Ana River Lake staff was still sleeping or not there yet. Um, so they heard about it at 6 in the morning, then that's where that picture came from. Um, but, yeah, 22-pounder. And they haven't seen a, a fish at that caliber probably since 2012, I think it was, or 2013 was the last one uh, that was in that 20-pound range. I, I can't remember. 22-pounder, I mean, that's just, that's just a massive, massive trout. And I'm like 95% sure that was the fish I saw when I was there uh, on the Thanksgiving stock. Hmm. But it could be another one in there because yeah. the one I saw that day was right in that same range and that same weight. It was just yeah. it was just a true giant, and and they're definitely living up to their name, uh, the home of the superfish. Okay, so the uh, question we is, the, oh, the question is, uh, they caught them at night, so these fish bite at night. Yes, yes. So, so a lot of times at night, uh, um, during the 24-hour pass, what these anglers are doing, um, they're, they're uh, this whole new, not really new, but this kind of concept of a glow-in-the-dark, something that glows in the dark. Um, now, power bait, uh, uh, they have a glow-in-the-dark uh, bait now that actually glows. Um, and then, of course, they have the, mo- the mouse tails that glow. They have different jigs that glow at night. Um, something that stands out. Um, you know, but I've also, I've also, you know, caught trout, you know, in the evening time when it got dark at Corona Lake, you know, years ago, 
And what I did was I focused around where the lights, where the lights pointed at the uh, at the water there. And I was throwing, you know, a brown color jig at, I think it was like at 830 at night, um, and uh, catching trout. So it's like they, they are, they do bite at night. Um, uh, they are a little bit more finicky. Again, they rely on their eyesight, their, their scent, um, you know, different things like that and movement. So if you can capitalize that even at nighttime, so let's say at nighttime you are soaking bait and you do happen to have that glow-in-the-dark stuff, dip it in a lot of bite on, put it, you know, put it in that, hat, that hatchery stuff that Tony has, um, anything but that scent. Um, if you're doing a night crawler, you know, inflate the night crawler, dip it in the bite on. Um, you know, but try to, like I said, you'll get bit. I mean, these, these fish, I mean, they're, they're eating pretty much all day long. Well, um, well, Andrew, we were talking about that last week about the, you know, catching the big ones. And, um, you know, uh, like we said, I still don't have a double digit, but you know, 20 pounders is really incredible. And, and you're talking about, uh, trout and bass have tremendous eyesight. They can see bugs outside of the water. So mm-hmm. and and you you hit on something really uh, really important is, you know your movement if you especially if you're on on shore or you're in a boat, keep your movement down as much as you can because they can see pretty pretty much everything, uh, especially brown trout. You know you got to sneak up on them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's uh, so Santa Ana River Lakes. Um, that's that's the big news that happened. But pretty much when I go through their support it's going to be a pretty common thing of what you're going to see, and there's a lot of lightning that strikes this week. Uh, for one, Santa Ana River Lakes, uh, they stopped uh, uh, Thursday morning. Uh, the bite was crazy yesterday. I've seen a, a handful of lightning caught a number uh, and uh, a bunch of big fish. Um, usually that, that Friday morning, it, it, it seems like, you know, it, it limits style fishing for most. Um, but the bite, the fish are biting like crazy. And again, they came in with a full, you know, truckload, 5,000 pounds of trout. Um, and that included big fish along with lightning trout. Uh, from there, uh, Hesperia Lake also had a stocking, uh, uh, on the same day, uh, a couple hours earlier, actually, uh, with lightning trout. Uh, they did a thousand pounds, uh, total. So 500 pounds, uh, lightning and 500 pounds of rainbow trout all from Mount Lassen. And again, uh, on Friday, uh, actually Thursday, uh, because they do allow fishing on stock day, uh, it was a little windy Thursday, so it made the bite a little bit tough. There were some guys getting on them, um, but Friday would definitely produce a little bit better. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's been good fishing all around there. Um, from there, um, of course, you know, we already uh, – Santee Lake down there in San Diego County. Uh, they stocked on Tuesday 3,000 pounds of fish. Uh, they're going to put him in, or they put him in lakes four, five, and six. Uh, you're able to fish lake six on Wednesday if you're camping there. That's the camping only or members only lake. Uh, lake four and five is the lakes uh, that opened actually today. Uh, they they should open, I think, around uh, in about half an hour at six o'clock. Um, uh, not, and your chance to get him in lakes four and five uh, for the rest of those trout. And they also, again, threw in lightning uh, as well. Uh, Diamond Valley Lake over there in Riverside County also had a stocking uh, on Tuesday, uh, and that included lightning trout as well. Uh, from what I've heard, uh, the guys that went out on Wednesday, they did very well, a lot better than last time. These fish looked a lot healthier. The water is better, um, you know, but there was a lot of uh, fish caught there um, on jigs. Um, so that was, uh, that was definitely a good uh, uh, day there. Now, what a lot of people don't know is that Diamond Valley um, – 
when Mount Lassen comes to stock their lake, they also uh, coincide with stocking Little Lake over there in Hemet. Uh, now, Little Lake receives just 500 pounds, but in their stocking as well, they also receive some lightning trout uh, in there. And that's a, that's a pretty small lake. I mean, hence the name Little Lake. Um, so uh, from what I've heard or what I've seen on Thursday and Friday, uh, Little Lake was definitely producing um, uh, some good numbers of fish. Uh, uh, I would say uh, average two fish per stringer. Um, but, you know, there was anglers that caught, you know, limits and, and all that good stuff. So Little Lake was definitely going off, uh, you know, being some very good fishing. Uh, let's see. Now from there, uh, we have uh, Lake Kauia. Uh, over there in Imperial Valley, they stocked uh, 825 pounds of a rainbow trout from Jess Ranch. Uh, the bite, you're allowed to fish on stock day, and it seemed like a couple hours once the fish got acclimated, more anglers were catching fish, and pretty much all through the week, um, uh, they're catching fish. Uh, I believe today uh, the DBO uh, crew out there has some sort of like overnight camping event uh, going on at Kauia. Um So definitely check out uh, or, or you know send a message to Julian out there. Um, I know he's been, uh, uh, you know, I'm sure he'll be sending me a message about it soon. Uh, but it's kind of cool little event over there. And then uh, also in San, San Diego County, you have uh, uh, Lake Jennings and uh, Lake Dixon are also both stocking uh, 1,500 pounds of trout. Um, also, uh, let's see, uh, the state stocks, you have like San Bernardino County uh, uh, and then some other areas are also doing, you know, state stock of fish um, as well. And then... Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, I just—I'm sorry if I sound a little bit distracted. I just—I smell that 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 breakfast that Joe's cooking for us. No, oh, I, I know. Smell it. <laughs> but it is—I mean, I mean, he's just—they're he, he, going all out. I mean, I—I I think I think he told me they got 18 dozen eggs. I mean, it's like <laughs> it's gonna be a feast before we get out there fishing. And you know, I know uh, a lot of the guys are, are are you know been in line for for the last you know two days. Uh, to get in this place, um, you know they're going to open the gates here pretty soon. Um, but yeah, it's it's everyone's just just ready to get on these fish and and yeah, it's <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I'm ready. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all good. It's all good. All right. Um, did we cover uh, Lake Elsinore? No. Uh, not yet. Um, Lake Elsinore, of course, our favorite lake. Mm-hmm. Lake Elsinore. One thing you always got to remember, if you find the structure, you find the fish. Now, these fish are biting. The catfish are biting. The carp are biting. The wipers are biting. Uh, the, the the smaller, you know, the, the crappie and stuff, they're a little bit harder to find. Um, but they're out there. And then the same um, uh, with the bass. For some reason, the bass only bite mid-lake. Um, I mean, that's what everyone says anyway. Um, but, you know, but definitely look for structure for these fish. Right now, Launch Point is doing very well uh, right there on the point for the catfish. It seems like every morning, uh, you know, when uh, uh, Bob McGee's out there, he's getting them. You know, Jonathan's out there. He's getting them. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, you know, Jonathan is waiting to get into to Finn and Feather. He's in line right oh, now. very good. Uh, very good. I just talked to him a little bit ago, so he's ready to go. Uh, but, yeah, so Elsinore, I mean, it, it, and, and basically the common setup there would be a Carolina rig, and what you want to do is soak the Mac Bites, uh, they sell them right there at the Bait and Tackle store. Um, that's the one doused with the Cajun uh, Bite on Scent. So what you want to do is, is get your uh, Carolina rig, you know, smaller hook. Sometimes you got to cut the Mac Bite in half to make it a little bit smaller because sometimes they come in a big chunk. Cast that out there, and you have an option 
of catching of catching pretty much all species of trout. I mean, sorry, all species of fish in the lake because during Dream Extreme, that's what we've seen. That's we've seen all they want. Boat. They yeah. want they want the mac bite. Okay, listen, hold on. I got to take a short break here. All right, we're gonna we'll come back, and I think we're gonna be joined up by Steve Carson as well. I'm glad that uh, Jonathan will be around, so it'll be good. All right, everybody, hang on tight. You're listening to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio and the Angels Radio app. All right, this is good. We'll be right back. Be gone by noon. Well, I'm gonna miss her. AM830. Ron, these sunglasses are nice. Yes, Sergio. Inferno USA Eyewear, they are great. They were created eight years ago to provide a far superior product with an unbeatable lifetime warranty. You like the burns. Machine billet aluminum frames, extreme wrap style sunglasses, and goggles all in one. They have removable foam inserts, they're polarized, and have polarized transitional lenses available too. The burn style is hands down the greatest wind-in-your-face glass ever made. No wind, dirt, or debris in your eyes at up to 100 miles per hour. Simply put, they're awesome. I prefer the fuel style frame. They are made from TR90 nylon material that keeps them extremely lightweight and very durable. You won't even realize that you're wearing them. Tons of color options and polarized lenses available. The fuels also keep wind out of your eyes at very high speeds. In front Inferno USA Eyewear. They're nice sunglasses. No gimmicks, just quality construction and protection for your eyes. Inferno USA. Check them out and get yours at www.infernousa.com. That's www.infernousa.com. Hello, everybody. This is Captain Rick from the 85-foot luxurious sport fisher Ocean Odyssey. Departing from H&M Landing in San Diego, California, Ocean Odyssey is Angler Chronicles' number one choice in San Diego offshore fishing. Whether you are a beginner or a seasoned veteran, Ocean Odyssey is equipped with all your fishing needs. From five-star meals, state-of-the-art electronics, spray brine fish hold, and spacious accommodations. Make Ocean Odyssey the number one choice for your next offshore fishing adventure. To make your reservation today, log on to OceanOdysseyFishing.com or call Dina at 619-889-4535. Again, that's OceanOdysseyFishing.com or 619-889-4535. Ocean Odyssey is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. Hi, it's Captain Dave Marciano here. I'm wicked excited to tell you about my new website, AngelicaSeafoods.com, where you can now order fresh local New England seafood shipped overnight right to your door. Go to AngelicaSeafoods.com. AM830. First time we did it, I was scared to death. She snuck out in that cotton dress. Jumped on in and we drove to the lake. Put her hand on my knee and said, I can't wait. I had everything we needed in the bed of my truck. Turns out my baby loves to fish. She wants to do it all the time. I love that one. Folks, this is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio and the Angels Radio app. Um, I want to introduce now, joining us now, is Mr. Steve Carson, the director of the Penn Fishing University and uh, what Ronnie used to call the fishing encyclopedia. So, um, Carson, good morning. Good morning. 
morning, Sergio. Yeah, I'm not sure there's anybody left out there that even knows what an encyclopedia is or was. Isn't that crazy? You know, I've been um, watching, I've been streaming a, a show. He's called Young Sheldon, okay? And um, it's set back in the in, in the early 80s. And um, they, they had a Yellow Pages. And I said, Ron, that was the last time we saw Yellow Pages. I actually have a full set of encyclopedias still. Oh, and, the Britannica. And a phone book. We had Britannica. <laughs> we, my dad bought it from a, a salesman, came to the house, and he bought the whole set of Britannica. And I have no idea why I do. Those were cool. I mean, there was, there was um, my favorite part was the body, and they had these um, clear sheets of, uh, they were clear with just a color photo of an organ. So you would lift up the page and the organ would come up or go on so you could actually build the body. It was pretty cool. I even have a globe. You have a globe? Yeah, I do. Well, that's okay. Cause I, that's and it's still funny good. to go back and look at it, all the countries that have changed their name and pretty interesting. I like that. I like that. But anyway, well, welcome, uh, Carson. Okay, welcome to the show. Uh, we're here in uh, Fin and Feather. Well, not quite in yet, but getting close to being let in. We got Andrew and Ron and me and you. Okay, and we're talking everything that's uh, trout, I guess, because believe it or not, not much is happening on the saltwater scene that I can see. And the water just up front here in Long Beach this week got 54 and 56 degrees. Well, well my next door neighbor uh, is a surfer. Uh -huh. And uh, he had a very nice-looking, uh, expensive-looking surfboard in the trash can yesterday, broken in half. Uh. So that's uh, kind of a, a hint of what's going on in the ocean. Mm -hmm. uh, I almost took a picture of it uh, to, to send to everybody, but I realized the guy was not feeling very good about it. Mm -hmm. um, but the good thing is, all this heavy surf and the big waves and stuff, if you're an inshore angler, especially a surf angler, this is churning up bugs and worms and crabs and all kinds of stuff um, that, that is just going to be so good for the population. And then later on in the spring when some of the species are starting to spawn, they're going to be fat and happy and making lots of fish for all of our fishing future. So, yeah, yeah sit on shore, don't die, um, and go fishing. And, and, and I wanted to clarify something because uh, I've seen it a couple times online this week because... Of course, many, many of the lakes, including Finnefeather, I think Andrew said, are stocking um, what are called lightning trout. Mm -hmm. And people are a little confused about what is a lightning trout. First of all, there's no real lightning. <laughs> <laughs> That's number one. That's shocking. But, but yeah, oh, oh, but um, Bob, oh, there you go. That's a rim shot. <laughs> but, um, people say, oh, they're, uh, they're hybrids, they're sterile. They're, you know, they're, they're really just golden trout from the high Sierras. They're none of those things. What they are is, I mean, and, and Sergio always loves it when I use the real name. This West is the real name. Virginia. West Virginia Centennial Golden Rainbow Trout. And now that's a long, uh, that's a long mouthful. But uh, what happened was, uh, way back in the early 1960s, you know, in West Virginia they were, uh, raising a whole bunch of trout for their centennial. Imagine that. And somebody noticed w literally one trout in the in the hatchery there that had that, that beautiful golden color. Uh, it's a natural mutation that, you know, one out of, you know, maybe a million rainbow trout has. And Mother Nature does not reward that color, so you get eaten immediately if, if you are born that color in the wild. Um, but they said, okay, 
we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make that trout with some regular trout, and then they got like half the babies were that color. Like okay, so then they made it. Uh, two of the golden color trout, and the, all the babies were that color. And therefore, from then on, all trout of that of that coloration are are descendants of that one mutant, natural mutant in the hatchery that was just it's selective breeding, mm-hmm. just like they do with dogs and horses and cows and everything else. They selectively bred for that color, and they readily will will spawn in the wild with with wild rainbows and you know and when that happens only a few won't will have that coloration and some predator will eat them immediately um except for for some reason in some areas of pennsylvania i guess there's not very many predators they actually live and spawn with each other and there's some wild populations there that they call palomino trout and uh but yeah so lightning trout is just the name that's used now mostly in western states, uh, because it's a cool name. Well, the, I, I remember a few months ago, was it you, Andrew, mentioning they're making a light, a blue one? Yeah, so so last year um, it was the same concept that in their big stocking pins they found, um, I, I shouldn't say last year, a few years ago, they found one with a blue trait in there, and then they took it out, did the same thing, and then now they have their actual own little style of blue trout. They're a bluish tint color. Um, uh, Lake Amador uh, has a bunch of those, and some other hatcheries are starting to get more of those as well. There's no official name for them, like how Mount Lassen uh, trademarked the lightning trout, mm-hmm. uh, but they are, they are definitely a, a blue trout there. Um, I know that other hatcheries uh, have the same version of, like what Steve is saying, the lightning trout, but only Mount Lassen has lightning trout trademarks everyone else calls them you know golden rainbow trout and like you say in the west virginia uh centennial golden rainbow trout so it's, uh, everyone's got different names but same thing with the blue is now we're starting to see more of those show up um you know at different hatcheries and they're starting to do the same kind of deal they are with the lightning is you know throw these blue ones so it's pretty cool very cool what'd you say steve i didn't catch it I can't remember what I said. I already lost my <laughs> Sorry. Old people yeah. problem. It, ha- it happens, brother. An old people, old people problem. problem. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, remember, you know, the, that, and I'm glad we got that lesson. So here's another one for you because you guys perfect. So we're fishing fin and feather today. Okay, Steve, I, I came up with this question. You know, uh, these reels, okay, um, I never used anything smaller than a 3,000 or 4,500 in a spinning because I did everything with salt water, right? And even for largemouth bass, I've always used a, a, a bait caster. But so we get into these sizes and they're like miniature. I mean, there's a 500, a 1,000, a 1,500, a 2,000, 2,500. I think when you get to 2,500, they seem to be less popular for trout. Looks like what the 1000 the 1500 or 2000 that's where the range is okay now i got a beautiful pen from you that was i believe a 1000 okay i'll be using that um and, and what i did is in i have a thousand i have 1500s i have uh 2500 so i went two uh with triple x two pound test 
four-pound fluorocarbon all the way along for those two uh, 1500s. And for the 2500, I put six-pound fluorocarbon. I figured that'd be great for trolling. And maybe if I see a bass, I can cast at a bass as well. So the question is, what's the ideal Okay, um, and what's the point of such tiny, tiny, tiny reels? Well, so, a few things. First of all, you, you, I'm glad you mentioned 500. You missed the one between 500 and 1,000, which is 750. Yeah. I didn't even know there was one. But, yeah. but anything below 1,000, the real companies actually hate. Uh, they're hard to make, you know, because um, uh, all the little, all the parts are small, and therefore, even with light line, they're still fragile. They're easy to break. And it's hard to charge a lot of money for a, for a microscopic little reel. So w- the majority of reel companies start with a 1,000. Mm-hmm. You do, again, you do see those 750s and those 500s. They're very cool. I remember when they first came out, I'm like, whoa. And then, uh, you know, learned a little bit about at that point, I, you know, in the industry, um, I was talking to the manufacturers a lot, and uh, yeah, they hate them. But 1,000 and up is pretty popular. Um, the other thing to remember about the, the, those tiny reels is the spools are really tiny, and they don't cast that well that far. You know, if you're just fishing in small streams, and, uh, and or as, as Andrew also uh, instructs quite often, you don't necessarily, if you're at Santa Ana River Lakes, or, or uh, I'm not sure what the topography at Fin and Feather is, but if you don't have to cast that far, they're fine. But the, uh, the 1,000 and especially the 1,500 size on the, still will, will balance on most of the light trout rods and will give you much better casting distance. Mm-hmm. Um, not to mention if you hook something big and you have to fight it for a little while, like that, uh, that 20-some pounder that was caught at Santa Ana River Lakes last week, uh, the, uh, even a slightly larger spool has a larger drag surface. So it's going to be a lot better for fighting the fish, even even just with two or four pound tests. So um, I would say the 1,000 is the most popular, uh, partially because a lot of pre-made combos that you buy at at stores come that way. You know, here here's our 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 most favorite trout combo, almost always has a 1,000 reel on it. 1,500 size, uh, kind of an in-between size. It's maybe more popular for finesse bass fishing and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you hit on it. They're small, they're light, they're, they're fun, they're easy to use. And if, if you're catching, um, you know, more typical, say, uh, DFG slash DFW planters that might only be, you know, 12 inches long on average with a 1,000 size reel or smaller, it's still, you know, somewhat of a sporting proposition. But you got the thing is, you know, I was worried about the line capacity, but I figured you're not casting really that far, and uh, even when you're trolling, you know, I figure I'll put six pound test, pull a little harder on it. Um, I think the rods have a lot to do with it. You know, you got to have the right rod for the for for a two for two pound test. I mean, it's like, man, I mean, I'm gonna have to depend on you guys to set my drag because, I mean, that has to be. I mean, I I I literally just went and just popped it. I mean, it's really easy to break two-pound tests. So. It, it, is, it is really easy. And, and in answer to the, the popular question on what not to use, on just about all my saltwater rigs, even when I'm fishing big tuna or marlin or, or, or anything big, 
I use a single San Diego. Uh, that is not a good knot in two-pound test. So what would be your favorite knot for two-pound test? In, in those light, light lines, there's one knot and one knot only, the Palomar. Yeah. And you have, even with the Palomar, you have to watch very carefully, use a lot of spit, mm-hmm. and make sure that it, that it sits down yeah. properly. And if you're going to tie a leader on there, good luck. You know, you know what the funny thing is? You know, here's the funny thing. That's what I say. You know, the only knot I know is the Palomar. I love the Palomar. Right. And it's great for lining up to 40-pound test. All right. Everybody, hang on tight. We're going to take another short break. Um... God, this is going fast and, and good. Uh, this is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio and the Angels Radio app. We will be right back. If I can make a living from walking in the woods, you can bet I'd be sitting pretty good high on a hill looking at a field downwind. If I can make a nickel off a of turning in bass, Never worry about the price of gas. I've been wheeling and dealing. AMA 30. Hi, everybody. This is Danny Jackson, producer of award-winning Angler Chronicles Television. The very best in sport fishing action is Angler Chronicles TV, seen weekly on Valley Sports West. Each week, Sergio and crew take you on an action-packed fishing expedition from Baja to Alaska and throughout the Southland. Angler Chronicles Television airs five times weekly starting at 8.30 Sunday mornings on Valley Sports West. Visit anglerchronicles.com for details. The original hookup baits are the most versatile and effective artificial baits to hit the water. With sizes from 132 to 4 ounces in 12 fish catching colors, this pattern design uses only the highest quality of materials, owner hooks, and are proud to be built in the USA. The original hookup baits have made it easier to match the hatch when chasing that fish of a lifetime. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops to get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph, and release. Attention anglers, Angler Chronicles chooses Fishing Syndicate. Custom quality rods, the manufacturers of the latest in fishing rods. The perfect combination and blends of high-end graphite and glass fibers that make the lightest, most sensitive, and powerful rods available on the market. See what the buzz is all about and get syndicated. Fishing Syndicate, the rod choice of the Angler Chronicle crew and other industry experts and leaders. Check them out at fishingsyndicate.com and see why they're the chosen rod of the AC crew. Light, sensitive, powerful, FS style. Fishing Syndicate, a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. AM 830. Boy, it sure is a nice day today. I believe I'll go back out in the garden and dig me up some worms and go fishing. I, I got me a nice little Welcome back, everybody. As you can see, we went country today, country western for Andrew. And you know what's funny? Last week we talked about that because everybody, you know, just said, I said, I know I've played rock and roll since I've been here, uh-huh. you know, covering for you. And, and I said, I promise you next week we'll play country. Oh, there you go. It worked out Perfect. pretty good. Great. worked out pretty good. Well, this is Andrew's favorite. And since Andrew, it's all about well, freshwater. He doesn't have any taste, so that's okay. Well, he's country western, you know. I know. He's going to show up in his chaps, and that's about it. Okay. Yeah. They're leather chaps, too. If he shows up in chaps, you better run. Yeah. Oh, no, no, yeah, no. No, no, no. And he's I, not going to wear anything under him either. Yeah, I may a, have a gaff in my hand, one of the big long gaffs, and make sure we protect the group. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, all right. So I forgot where we were when we went to uh, commercial. Um, we were wondering if you were going to catch your thing at Fin and Feather today. No, no, no. I'm just going to blame the mad cow disease. And, nope. Not. So, so, Andrew, explain to me 
How you get a win? How you how you get a win knot? You want nobody gets a win knot on purpose. Uh, exactly. Are you there, Andrew? Yeah, it cut out. That was weird. Okay, so win knot. Is that, uh, that you, is that because you pass wind? What, cause, what causes a wind knot? Uh, wind would be, uh, let's just say, if you're casting out really far, uh, you get hooked on the bottom or hooked on something, your line break, and then you start reeling it in and uh, not putting any tension. Your, your, your line gets loose on your spool. You retie again, you cast out again, and now all of a sudden, from the pool, oh, you're fired. You're fired. Yeah. You're fired. Well, you're back. You're back ten feet under. Well, but anyways, what causes is the twisting of your line, and when you cast in the wind, in the wind, and you try to cast far, that's what causes. So Steve hit on it perfectly. When you got these small reels, you don't need to cast a million miles out, especially with the trout that are stocked, and you know, right. just keep it close. Yeah. So I gotta think. I gotta think before I cast because I like to get it, you know, the much distance as possible, and. I would imagine that um, braided line would be even worse. Braided line is is worse because yeah. it's more sensitive to uh, the lack of tension. That that Andrew is actually correct. Reeling in uh, under lack of tension because you broke off or something else is a prime cause of wind knots. Mm. But yeah. but in in more more extreme casting situations, say surf casting or something like that where you're really trying to wing it out there, mm-hmm. um, certain combinations of uh, uh, rod guide size and guide spacing, and it, I don't know if, if you look at a big spinning reel, they're not exactly perfectly parallel with the rod. Uh, they're slightly angled, you know, up or down very slightly, and if you just get the wrong combination of a certain pound test braid, a certain spacing of the guides, uh, a certain size reel. Um, even if you do everything right, uh, you can get wind knots. Uh, I answer that question quite a bit uh, online on how come I'm always getting wind knots. And if, they, if, if they've kind of checked all the boxes, the most important one being that the line is on there really tight. Yeah. Um, a lot of times I say, uh, well, you know, your line's on the reel and you like the line, so try it on a different rod. A lot of times with a a different guide or different spacing, it will sort itself out. But the number one culprit is uh, line that's on there too loose. Well, and well, the, I'm glad you guys that are are trying to wing it too far. Right. So I'm glad you guys are talking about wind knots because the wind today is supposed to be 18 miles an hour, and tomorrow will be 15 miles an hour. So we are going to have to deal with wind. Okay. So pay but, attention to that. Yeah, but. Wind knots are not necessarily caused by the wind. Okay. So I don't know. You know. Yeah, another thing that, that helps too. Hold on, you're uh, both talking at the same time, uh, one at a time. Andrew, go ahead. So a lot of a lot of times to help with the different kind of twists and knots and all that other stuff, especially if you're throwing like a Panther Martin, a Thomas Boyant, some kind of lure, it always helps to go about a foot to two feet up a liter and put it on a swivel because a lot of times as you're casting out there and you're retrieving the lure, it's doing a spinning motion which is constantly wrapping exactly. your line in a circle 
eventually it will explode in your reel and you'll have a, a big mess. So Look at that. And, and that's, what, that's why I had the question because that's what I was going to give the answer. I was, Andrew took care of it. So, so here's something job, you guys get to look forward to. So uh, I'm going to bring my rods. I brought four rods. I'm going to take them out of the car and you guys get to set them up. Okay, with all the swivels, with all this no, stuff. No, you're healthy now. No, no, no. I, I still have mad cow disease, so, you know, and my mad cow could act up at any moment. And so, uh, yeah, you know. So if you're going to be, if you're going to do like Sergio, uh, you know, try to put a swivel on into your uh, line. That would probably be a better thing. Yeah, if you're, because your, your, your buoyance and most of your other stuff will spin, and and that really helps. And then you got the reel that's spinning the line, too. So good job, Andrew. I was hoping you were going to. He did. Good he job. Did good. Steve, I guarantee you Steve would have got it, too. Uh, I see yeah, what... Another, I, another I, trick, real quick, another trick. When, let's say if you can't make it to the tackle shop and you want to fill up your spool with new lines, a uh, trick that I always use is I either put my spool that with a new line on it in a bucket full of water or actually dip it in the lake, let it float, and I start retrieving that way with my finger on the end of that line to keep attention. And as you're reeling it in, you're watching the spool do circles in the water, and that's also helping to not get any knots or, or twists and all when you're putting it on the reel. So that's another little help. Okay. Just make sure it floats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay so we, we we've tackled a whole bunch of stuff um and based on what you were saying ron about these things these uh, fish can see even outside yeah. the water okay they can see you coming so uh two pound test four pound test max and then six pound test for trolling am i going to be okay for that okay here's a here's what i thought two pound test for uh jigging one of those hookup baits or you know bait and weight Okay, uh, type of thing, and then the the four pound I can throw a Mirashad from owner or a Thomas Point, and then the six pound maybe a little bigger owner. Um, uh, what's the next one? The Mirashad. There's one size above it that's still a little bit bigger, uh, and that one we could troll. So that was that was my thought. Troll on six pound test. Am I okay there? Maybe that's the one. I picked it up, and it's uh, same colors. They have one in orange and pink. I bought. I grabbed both. Um, but is that okay to troll them on six pound? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You'll be, you'll be good to go with that. Um, you know, the other thing is is um, trout, trout, and bluefin tuna both don't really like motors or or you know the exhaust and et cetera right. coming out of a out of an outboard motor. Mm-hmm. So. A, make sure that you let the, the line out a little bit far, you yeah. know, farther than maybe you would ordinarily. It doesn't have to be 200 yards like with bluefin, but, uh, you know, let it out maybe 50 yards, mm-hmm. and then don't troll in a straight line. Uh, you want to kind of troll in a, in a zigzag or an S pattern. That does a couple different things. Number one, it keeps the lure swimming outside the boat wake uh, most of the time. It's mm-hmm. swimming through clear open water that, that the boat hasn't run over. And uh, also, uh, it will, without you having to do anything, uh, it will uh, let the lure alternately speed up and slow down as the angle of the line changes, which kind of will give it a little bit more erratic action uh, that's going to be a little bit more tempting to the fish. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, you're going to be good. And, yeah, uh, and we, we, we do harp on two-pound test here a lot. Um so much so that sometimes people try, do try to troll a two-pound test, 
probably not a great idea. Although what does work, not many people do it, is with two-pound test, is uh, sort of a variation on the salmon mooching technique. And, you know, trout are really just small salmon. And then you take uh, not, not, uh, not a ball of power bait, but either something like a, um, uh, a power trout worm or better yet a gulp trout worm or just a half a night crawler and one split shot and, uh, and don't anchor the boat. Just literally, you know, let out line to whatever depth you think the fish are holding at and let the boat drift at, you know, whatever it'll be, three-quarters of a mile an hour as it drifts along. And um, that's a very, very stealthy uh, presentation. You know, no motor. Hopefully, uh, you know, you don't have a, loud, uh, uh, a bunch of loud noises of people stomping on the deck. Um, that's a really stealthy way to do it. If there are not too many boats, that you'd be bumping into. You don't want you. You want to be a good fishing neighbor. Okay. Well, that that's like that's like when you go for white sea bass. You know, they tell you don't jump up and down on the boat. Don't do this. Don't do that. Yeah. yeah and exactly. and um, but like you know, Sergio brought it back up. Was trout and bass have tremendous eyesights, and um, you you gotta be you gotta pay attention to that stuff whether you believe it or not. And um, but. Uh, you ever? What do you think of um, uh, downriggers, Steve? Do you? Um, uh, you know, I use the pink mirror shad for that, and it is. Uh, it's uh, usually on fire. And what do you think about downrigging, Andrew? Downriggers are, are awesome yeah. to you know if if you've got information either from your electronics or uh, you know that the fish were just stocked, stocked and they were you know in a ten foot deep pool. You know what depth the fish are at. Um, they're really good for giving you consistent depth. Okay. No matter what pound test is on the reel, whether it's a deep diving lure or a shallow diving lure, the, the downrigger is gonna is gonna um, get you right there. One little tip from my Northern California years, where uh, everybody in Northern California has downriggers on their boat. I mean everybody. Um, the fish will look up. So if they're at 20 feet, throw your lure at 18 or 19 feet. Okay, hold on, hold on tight. I gotta take a come. I gotta take a break here. All right, so hold on, Steve. We'll come back to that. Uh, just looking up here myself on Angels Radio and the Angels Radio app. Matt Cow. We'll be right back. AM830. Major phone carriers make you sign contracts with rigid data plans to trap you into a kind of forced phonogamy. Sounds pretty insecure if you ask me. At Consumer Cellular, we believe in a more consensual and healthy form of phonogamy, free of contracts and more flexible to your data needs. This way, you stick around not because we force you to with contracts and fees, but because you love our phone plans. Like ardently love our phone plans. Phonogamously. Consumer Cellular. When Freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Life insurance. Why are you putting it off? Can't afford it? Too much hassle? Think you don't need it? There's lots of excuses for putting off life insurance. But if you weren't there, who would pay the mortgage and other bills? With Ethos, you could be covered in 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Ethos. Fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at getethos.com. That's getethos.com. Angels Radio AMA 30 
KLAA. Orange County, Los Angeles. And Inland Empire. Where Angels Baseball lives. Welcome back to our number two. With more fishing, more hunting, and more adventures on Angler Chronicles. Welcome back, everybody. This is our number two here at Finn and Feather. It is cold. It is nippy. So I know these trout are going to bite. Ron, these, these trout are ready to roll. It is now 6 a.m. It, it, it's time. But before we get into that, we it's time for important. something else. Yes. Yeah. I got to introduce none other than the sheriff, the CEO of Filmdom at Angler Chronicles, my dear friend, my brother from another mother. And a sharp-dressed man. A very sharp-dressed man. We don't have his um, his theme song this week, but, you know, he's always hitting it out of the park. So without further ado, the future uh, coach for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, the sheriff himself. You like that one? You like that? You see how I snuck it in? Wow. Okay. Yeah. They would, they would not have a chance with me, I guarantee you that. Yeah, oh yeah, God. yeah, yeah. Only only I could love them as much as I do. All right. Danny Jackson, good morning, sir. Well, good morning. You forgot Jig Slinger. Jig Slinger. You know what? We've been talking about jigs this morning, especially the different. You know, when I talk, I tell these guys about talking trout fishing, they're saying jigs. What am I thinking? A Salad 7X, bro. So, what is the right well, terminology here, though? Isn't it lures for freshwater? I, have no I, I guess it is. No, they, they call them the jigs, the mini jigs, and all that. You know, uh, hookup baits makes them, of course, as really small ones. But, of course, a jig to me will will always be a uh, a salad seven X sardine or blue and white <laughs> scrambled eggs and all that stuff. Anyway. Or any color as long as it's mint, especially right. in cedros, <laughs> on the bow on on one of my yes, rods and sir. reels, and he's just letting this thing fly. Has a yellowtail follow it to the boat. He's looking at his jig and the yellowtail at the same time. Pauses and then you got nailed. Thank God we had eighty pound test, didn't it? Yeah, yep. I, I remember that that uh, morning very well, very well. Well, listen, let's talk about television, uh, Sergio and Andrew and Ron. Good morning to everyone. Um, you know, it's still Sergio is still very much uh, hoop netting, lobster season. I know a lot of the sport boats are even doing that, and of course a lot of uh, uh, private boaters. So it is that it's still that season until. I'm not sure the date sometime in March when it's going to end. But um, No, hold on. So Andrew, gonna... Andrew, do you know when it's going to happen? Uh, it should be uh, April 1st. Uh, April 1st. Okay. All right. Oh, so. for lo- lobster. Oh, lobster goes all the way through March. Okay. Well, I, no, lobster, I, I lobster wasn't. Lobster is uh, mid-March. I think it's the 16th or 18th. Let me look it up real Okay. Quick. Look it up and give us a, a, a heads up. Yeah. So I, I think it's, it's very opportune. Um, let, let me just say something. And, and when people see this episode, uh, which one are you doing on the lobster? We are doing Buggin' Brothers, uh, Sergio. You and Scott Patel. Chris Bona, Robert Nguyen, right. Kyle Masaki. Yeah. Yeah, what I, what I want to stress, what I want to stress is this and I and I'll tell everybody why in a second. Um, we were on a 42-foot Freeman catamaran, okay? Um, very very safe, okay? And we did fish at night. We went all the way to Catalina. What a ride. It was just unbelievable. We had a great time. The reason I bring this up and being safe is I had a friend of mine recently who uh, broke a rib, okay, and he was out there 
um, doing the, the hoop netting. And, you know, we've had a lot of rogue waves and very high surf lately off our coast. And one of those got them. And it, um, it made the boat rock and roll. One of the, uh, his buddy fell in the water. Okay. Think about how cold it is. And he had about two feet of water inside the boat. On top of that, the boat would not start. He got his friend in. Uh, he got the worst of it. He said he got flown from stern to bow. And that's where he hurt his rib. Um, but he's okay. Um, but you never know. Okay? You never know what's going on out there. And safety, no. especially in the dark. Okay? So what you guys oh, are yeah. going to see is... Um, uh, we go and have a, a blast. I mean, I even barbecue on this boat um, for us. But it's a very, very safe environment. And that's the one thing I want to stress. And, um, yeah, he broke his rib, so it's not good. All right. Um, but it is what it is. So be safe. Okay? Yeah, well, that that's very true, Sergio. You know, uh, safety, uh, safety at sea, safety on the water. You know, that's always been in the forefront with me ever, ever since I was a kid, quite honestly. But back in those days, of course, kids didn't have to, uh, weren't, let's put it this way, we're not required by law to wear a life vest, and I, I don't think I ever did. Uh, but anyway, nowadays they are, and you know, I had a, a couple of years ago, we at Freedom Boat Club, I had a good friend of mine, Bernie Melendez, you know him. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was flat calm. It, it was like nine o'clock in the morning. Flat calm. He had dropped a rod in the water, and uh, he leaned over to try to grab it before it sunk out. And then he went in the water. I heard this splash, scared everybody. But but we got him out. Where of course on Freedom Ball Club, you got the throw cushion right there. Mm -hmm. And he came right back. I mean, he. I don't think his head actually hardly went under. But he, we got him right back on the boat. He was laughing about it. But you know what? It's, ser it's serious business. I was thinking, you know, what do you do? Uh, I was ready to um, put out a mayday, you know, if, we, if he sunk out. But my my uh, my point is, you know, be safe. If you lose a rod over the side, you've lost a rod over the side. You don't want to lose yourself over the side. But, uh, you know, safety at sea is important. But anyway, let's get back to television, a little, little lighter tone here. <laughs> Buggin' Brothers is the name of this episode, and you're right, it was on the, the Freeman, um, I don't know how many, what did it have, a, four outboards probably. Yeah. And uh, and anyway, so tomorrow morning, uh, January, what, 14th, you'll get to see at 8 o'clock, one last look at Calico Chaos, which is a great episode in itself. Then at 8.30, tomorrow morning, Valley Sports West, we will air Buggin' Brothers, a good look at uh, uh, where to, how to, um, good in information, educational, informative uh, episode about hoop netting. So, uh, and and Tony uh, Tony Williams has uh, some sense on that, right? I mean, with the yeah, we uh, were bite, exactly. Bite this is uh, we did this on when Bite On was first coming out, and um, yeah, Bite On is uh, definitely a. A big plower player when it comes to lobster these days. So uh, absolutely use it. Um, we use it and we catch some lobster. Well, what I like about this one is we we actually had lobster traps that very very deep. 
okay? So um, it was a lot of fun to go that deep because we well, we had, you know, help. We had, <laughs> we, we had an assistant uh, pulley there system. You, you'll see it on TV. It's really it is a great, great way to fish these um uh, these lobsters, okay. Um, so yeah, you know, a, lot, a yeah. lot, of, lot of fun, a lot of information given. So it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. California spiny lobster. Here we go. And you so know what? Tomorrow morning. If you've ever tasted California spiny lobster, you want to compare it with the um, Maine lobster. You're going to find that California lobster is a lot sweeter, a lot better tasting, at least in my opinion. Okay, so mm-hmm. I, I go with that. Right on. All right. Uh, right on. Danny Jackson, my dear friend, thank you for doing that. And um, we're, we're filming this weekend, so you got another episode coming your way. Okay? Right on. We'll look forward to that, Serge. No. And uh, Andrew, Ron, you guys uh, all have a great weekend up there. So, all right, okay, excellent. Thanks, Danny. Right. We'll see you guys. Okay, all right. bye. All righty. All okay. Right. Sergio, so, the uh, the lobster season goes uh, ends March twentieth at eleven fifty nine p.m. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I think Ron looked it up as well. So um, this is good. This is good. All right. So what I want to start doing now is how much uh, how much time do we have, Derek? Before we go, do we have three minutes here? Um, I want to close up a little bit of the freshwater. Not totally because we're here at Fin and Feather. But um, did we miss anything? Okay, that we can we can cover later. No, um, I got a couple of just questions. Uh, you know, when Steve comes back. Um, okay. To um, anything else that you want to share with us? You got about two minutes uh, there, Andrew. Um, no, I mean, just some of the popular setups that we'll be trying uh, once we get on the water. Um, you know, of course, we'll be mini-jigging uh, uh, with the thousand-size reel. Uh, uh, if we're going to be trolling, we're going to be trolling either with uh, straight mono, like you're saying, four to six pound on that 1,500 to 2,500 size reel, um, or uh, uh, we can pull out the, uh, the size, uh, maybe the, the 300 size reel with a, a lead core on it. And then we might throw a lead core in there, which means that we could stack rods being that we're going to have multiple people on the boat and there's only so much area behind the boat, a stacking rod would be you put the lead core line out first, uh, which with the same lure. So let's say if the lure normally goes 12 feet down with the lead core, you're going to go around 16 to 18 feet down, which means that you can throw the straight mono reel on top of that uh, setup, that literally rest the rod right on top if you if you would, um, and that uh, that reel or that lure is going to sit at 12, 10 to 12 feet. So basically, you're going to be able to stack in a line so multiple rods can go in the water, um, and that way we can all get a setup back there. Um, and then another uh, setup would be a Carolina rig, uh, bait and weight, uh, whether we're going to use a night crawler's power bait or even the mouse tails, um, you know, get, uh, and then we're going to just use a bunch of bite on and find these fish. So that's pretty much the three setups there. Excellent. All right, so we'll do that. And I know that you got to get going and get a, start setting up all my reels, okay? And um, so, <laughs> yep. so we're going to go ahead with Ron. We'll finish up the show. We're going to be trying to talk to Captain TJ uh, from the El Dorado and also talking to Captain Rick Scott. Uh, Steve Carson will join us here in the next segment. Uh, so we're trying to move into salt water, although there's not a lot of happening in salt water. But you know what? Like Steve said, there's a lot of things happening off our coast. The key that I would tell you, there's some good days and there's going to be some rough days, okay, where the wind picks up. Um, people don't pay attention to waves, okay? And everybody always, is always, oh, wind, wind, wind. Yeah, look at the wind, of course, but also look at your waves, okay? If you have anything that's 
under say seven seconds it's rough okay so if you have a four or five footers at six 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 seconds seven seconds it's gonna be sporty that's okay for a big boat but not a small boat all right listen andrew we'll talk to you a little bit later in the morning go set up my rods and get them all geared up and um we'll talk to you later okay all right, I'll go catch the first one for you. All right, perfect. Team, well, you're, you're part of my team now, so it's all good. All right, we'll be uh, right back, guys. Uh, again, we're on uh, Angels Radio and the Angels Radio app here in Palmdale, Finn and Feather. Making it happen. We'll be right back. AM830. Looking for the ultimate outdoor recreational experience? Look no further than the city where we dream extreme. Lake Elsinore, home of the new Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Experience next level camping with the best amenities available. Full hookup sites, vintage trailers, themed yurts, a swimming pool, splash pad, outdoor dining, and a spacious community hall. Adventure starts here. Reserve your spot. For more information, follow Launch Point on Facebook and Instagram. Relax, play, stay at launch-point.com. Freedom Boat Club, Huntington Harbor, San Pedro, Redondo Beach, Marina Del Rey. Live a hassle-free boating experience, enjoying the very best sport fishing in all of Southern California. Center consoles, pilot houses, bow riders, duffies, and much more. Freedom Boat Club, from Ventura to San Diego, plus more than 350 locations worldwide. Call 657-339-2300. That's 657-339-2300. Or cruise to freedomboatclub.com for details. Hi, I'm Captain Dave Marciano, and how would you like the freshest local New England seafood shipped to you overnight? No running around from store to store to find what you like. We have it here at AngelicaSeafoods.com. Everything from tuna, haddock, cod, clams, lobsters, scallops, we have it all. The finest seafood overnight to your door anywhere in the continental U.S. AngelicaSeafoods.com. AM 830. I'm lost in her there holding that pink rod and reel. Doing almost everything but sitting still Talking about her ballet shoes and training wheels And her kittens And she thinks we're just fishing Welcome back everybody, you're on Angels Radio and the Angels Radio app And this is Angler Chronicles And Ron, we've got a great, great uh, guest right now I've got Captain T.J. Schlick Can't wait to hear what he's from got From the say. El Dorado out of Birth 55 Long Beach Sport Fishing Good morning, T.J. Good morning, Captain Peter, 
Yeah, we're doing good, good, good. We got some country western music. I don't even notice, but every song that we have on the show today has to do with fishing. Yep. And if you ever seen this particular video, it's the coolest thing in the world. It's a dad with his little girl, and they go out, and he gets her little pink uh, rod and reel, and she catches a fish in the pond, and it's like it, it's it touches the heart. So it's really good. Well, anyway, good morning, TJ El Dorado. What's going on, my friend? Well, you know, same old, same old. We're uh, wrapped up our year there really strong, and we're down here doing the uh, routine general maintenance to the boat, you know, putting it back together, cleaning up the rails from all the uh, the big fish we caught this year, and fixing the deck from the, the wear and tear, and we're going to re-rock so we don't have people slipping and sliding, and, you know, just getting getting prepared here. We were, uh, we're going to be down here maybe uh, 45 to 60 days and hoping to come back online to... You know, start uh, doing some exploring and looking for some fish. And, you know, we've been talking to some people about, you know, going out towards the banks to see if the tuna are running around out there early season, uh, planning some sea bass trips, maybe going up north to look for sea bass. So just going to hit the ground running hard. I love it. So my so the question is, um, and I have, by the way, I have Steve Carson on the, on the line as well. Um, you think that the bluefin could still be in that area between on the Tanner, Cortez, behind Clemente, around that area, right? Um, I, I have a firm, firm belief that there are still some of them running around. And the reason why I say that is because on our uh, end-of-the-year rock fishing run, um, there were a couple days when we were, we were making our way off the island, coming home type deal, that there were a couple of spots of fish kind of bouncing around. So... There are still some fish in the area. There's no doubt about it. Okay. You want to say something, Ron? Well, no, I just... The, the question is, do you think that they'd still bite right now, and, and how deep do you think they are? Um, well, the stuff we saw were up on the surface. Wow. Um, they, were chasing, they were chasing bait around, so it's probably the same old deal that if you slid up on it and threw, threw your baits at it, you probably wouldn't catch anything. Um, I haven't had much luck um, when I see them foaming and popping. You know, chasing all the little bait that actually bite our hooks. Um, didn't really meet or anything on the depth, um, so it's really hard to say. It's a gamble. I say we're gonna we're gonna hopefully put something together mid February and, and go out and see if we can get them to bite for us. Uh, go see if we can find something and get something started. So I don't uh, I don't have the general uh, great idea and crystal ball to say you know well they're gonna bite this and they're at that depth. Um, like I say the stuff I saw was a a small school up on the surface chasing bait. Right, but uh, and, and I think you're right. I think any calculation. I mean, everybody always says, "Here come the albacore," and they never do. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. Uh, but I think you're right. I think there's a pocket of these fish that are just simply stuck. Okay, uh, there's a pocket of warm water. There's bait in that warm water, and that's where these fish are going to be at. Carson, you want to add anything to that? Yeah, uh, so, uh, on a very slightly different uh, tack. Uh, I have extremely unimpeachable information that out there right now, today, there in, in in what we would call the bluefin area, which is a pretty big area, is giant squid or the Humboldt squid. They're not really giants. The, the Humboldt squid. Um, now, how long they'll be hang, hanging around? Who knows? They haven't been there in a few years, uh, and and we know that they they wreak havoc on the inshore fishery. So if they, they move in close, they eat all the sand bass and, 
you know, chase everything else away. But, but out in the offshore grounds, uh, those Humboldt squid are just food. And uh, that might indicate, number one, an even bigger grade of, of average bluefin for, for this coming year, knock on wood. And, and TJ hit on a big thing. When, when the bluefin are feeding on that, that baby anchovy, it's hard to make them bite something on a, you know, a baited hook or a lure. But if they're, if they're eating, you know, three-pound squids, uh, they're going to be probably more likely to eat your jig or, or eat maybe even a sardine. But uh, most intriguingly is those, those, those bigger squid is bigger bait, and we may see a, a bigger grade of bluefin uh, coming in to eat them. Okay, well, let me just ask this question. Okay, I know, but most anglers would say like you, oh, we want them super big, but let me ask a captain. When you're running the El Dorado, do you want 250, 300-pound fish, or do you want 50 to 60s? I personally like the 50s and 60s because they're catchable. Exactly. Um, yeah. The angler, the angler over the last few years with these trophy fish, um, the anglers want the trophies. Mm -hmm. you know? and, and like I say, the fishing... The fishery at night and the night jigging and everything that comes with it and the kite flying and the helium balloons and all that stuff to, to catch these trophies, that's what the passengers want. Right. So if that's what the passengers want, that's what's going to get your boat off the dock, then that's what you do. And that's what I like about the Eldorado and you, TJ. You you will adapt to whatever the need is. We, we do several charters with you, and you always say, come up to me and say, what do you want to do? And I appreciate that. Because, you know, sometimes, you know, we do one thing, we do another thing. And it, you, the Eldorado is a very versatile boat. And um, people, I just want to let everybody, listen, our listeners, we had an unbelievable tuna run with you guys, with you guys this year. I mean, unbelievable tuna. You caught tons of tuna. Okay, limited out many, many a trip. Um, so, you know, that's that, that's really good. And at the same time, we just had one in December. We limited out on rockfish, okay? And uh, you're talking about white sea bass. So it's a very, very versatile boat. And uh, people that uh, charter your boat know that they can have a chat with you and, and pick the best one. My my answer to you when you ask me is, you know what? You're on this boat every day. So why the heck am I going to try to invent something? You know where the fish are. You know where to go. Just take us fishing. That's always been my my thing. I'm like you, too, on the tuna. I prefer the smaller tuna. Okay, because I, I I have a blast on my on my bass rod. Okay, but um, well, well, normally when I'm getting on the boat, I'm looking at other people's gear, and you know these guys are saying, "Oh, I want the big trophy one," but they're showing up with, you know, four hundred, five hundred reels, and go, "No, that's not going to work." Yeah. And but uh, do you do that too, TJ? When, when you're looking at the gear, do you kind of say, "Well, guys, it's probably we probably don't gear it up right for this." I'm sorry, I missed that question. Um, you know, if you, do you look at people's gear when they're getting on a boat and they're all saying, oh, I want the big trophy fish and stuff, and they, they're not geared up properly? Oh, ab absolutely. I mean, you know, my, my main staple on the boat is we're an open party boat, you know. So there were, uh, there were times where we were, you know, island fishing, and we were going through the tuna grounds in the dark um, to get to the island, and everyone's like, oh, we're going to fish the big ones. And then you walk down and you look, and it's like, okay, guys, the biggest reel on here is a four-ox. Um, yeah, we're not we're not going to do that. We're not. You know, there's no point in trying to stop and knife shape when you're fishing 40 pound test. It's just not going to work out. And, you know, and, and so people were kind of like, oh, you guys, we're not on a tuna trip. We're on this trip. Mm -hmm. You know, and then then you do 
do you do your trips where you're targeting and everybody comes out and they're they're to the hilt with you know they're they're rigged up with like five rods that have knife jigs and hundred pound chests and they're packed with braid and four hundred pound leaders and you know so <laughs> let's go do this and you know and you have good results because there's nothing worse than taking a group that's under gun you know mm-hmm. to go out there and find out that you're just going to get things out and and it's just very depressing or you get tangled up and everybody yeah. off because you're not fishing the right tackle so yeah. it's, it's a big thing you know, like I say I mean there's times they've had to talk people and groups out of it there's times that the guys cart of the boat and that's what they want to go do and they don't have the tackle but you do it right. you know, and, and you put forth the effort and the work and you catch them you know because sometimes the blind squirrel always catches them and you know and then they you know you, you just make it work and but yeah there are times that I walk the boat and just kind of go oh oh well, yeah, and, and here's the thing that I, I will say about the El Dorado, okay, because you just uh, showed a scenario. One of the things, you know, we get a chance to fish from, gee, from Morro Bay all the way down to uh, San Diego, U.S. side, right? So we get to go all the different landings. We get to do that. And, you know, certain boats stand apart from the rest of the pack, and, and the El Dorado is one of them. Um, and the reason is... Um, you guys, when people come on your boat, whatever they need, your deck hands are very knowledgeable and they'll take care of. I mean, knots, uh, uh, putting on braided line. I mean, whatever is needed, your crew will take care of. Um, I, and that's why I like the fact that you have to tell your passengers, hey, we'd love to go catch some of these big ones, but we're not going to be able to do it with your bait caster. Okay, even I'm not crazy enough to throw my my bass rod into 100 plus pound fish. Okay, so point is, um, let's just make sure that uh, people understand that when they come on the El Dorado, there's a whole bunch of knowledge that'll be shared with you. So people, here's the thing, Scott. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go backwards here. Okay, we got. I gotta go to break. TJ, can you hang on? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, we're gonna take a short break, and then I want to get into something. We'll be right back, folks. Uh, Angels Radio, Angels App. We'll be right back. AMA 30. Lytle Screen Printing in Huntington Beach, where quality and service are everything since 1989. Screen printing, embroidery, digital printing, Lytle does it all. Shop their extensive line of apparel and headwear or bring in your own for customization. A few embroidered shirts or thousands of printed t-shirts, Lytle has you covered. No order is too big or small. Mention Angler Chronicles and they will waive your setup fees for your first order. You can find them on the web at lysphb.com or call 714-969-2424. Lytle Screen Printing, where all your needs are met. Hello, I'm Chef Bree, head chef for Carne de Teresa, and it's my goal to make you a chef in your own kitchen. I've created the perfect and most delicious seasonings to go on top of our pollo asado and pollo adobado. And our Carne de Teresa Salvadoreño sausage is perfect for breakfast or dinner. Carne de Teresa is always hand-cut, hand-seasoned, and hand-packed right here in Southern California. You can find our delicious Carne de Teresa products at your local Albertsons, Food for Less, Ralph's, and Smart and & Final. 
Let Carne de Teresa make you a chef in your own kitchen. Visit CarneDeTeresa.com for recipes and more. Remember, when fishing, practice CPR. Catch, photograph, and release, and always eat more Carne de Teresa. This is Teresa. Carne de Teresa is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles and Olive Crest. Hi, I'm Pat McDonald. Join me at California's premier outdoor recreation shows. The Bar Hall shows January 25th to 28th at the Long Beach Convention Center and February 15th to the 18th at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. Whether it's great retail tackle bargains at hundreds of booths, dozens of daily seminars over four days by the experts, the latest in boats, kayaks, and accessories, the Hall Family Shows presented by Progressive Insurance deliver the ultimate outdoor experience. Get details at hallshows.com. Tastes like strawberries AM 830 On a summer evening And it sounds just like a song I want more berries And that summer feeling It's so wonderful and warm Breathe me in Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio and the Angels Radio app. Uh, when we went to break, we were talking to T.J. Schlick, captain and owner of the El Dorado out of uh, Long Beach Sport Fishing. That's uh, Berth 55 there off of Pico. 555 Pico Boulevard. See, even I remember that. But anyway, um, talking to TJ, and he said that um, you know he's working on the boat. And I was going to go on a rant, but I'm going to leave it, okay? No, I'm not going to talk about it. Okay, because here's the deal. Okay, but you know what? I have to now, Ron. I'm gonna have to. Here's here's what I see, and uh, Ron, Steve, and TJ, we've been around a long time, and I remember the days before um, this big El Nino thing happened back in what 2014, 2015. And I remember what it was to go out and try to find a yellowtail. I remember when you know a boat. An overnight boat would go and come back with five yellowtail, and that was really that good. That was great. Okay. And then what happened? We all got spoiled. Okay. And then everybody and their mother became a, a knowledgeable fisherman. Okay. And then you got uh, COVID hit, and then everybody wanted to go fishing. Okay. And again, became even more experts. But in reality, TJ, we see a lot of stuff on the boat from these so-called experts. You go, what the heck is going on? In fact, I'm not going to name names, but we had a trip with you where a guy came out. He had four. I count them. Four of the biggest electric reels I have ever seen. Poor guy. We were tuna fishing. Okay. And um, unfortunately for the gentleman, a lot of money invested. He was seasick the whole trip. And (laughs) TJ, help me out here, brah. Okay. (laughs) It's like you just want to grab and pull your hair out. And... um, the reason we like working with you and the El Dorado and the reason we like working also in San Diego with Rick, Scott, and the Ocean Odyssey is that you guys present a platform that we can take people out fishing and we can share with them what to do and what not to do. They get it. Yeah, and what we try to say is this. Look, whatever happens on the boat, you know, it didn't happen. Do whatever you want. doesn't have to say. Nobody sees you. But we're hoping that when they leave the boat, they improve on some skill, okay, or, or learn some knowledge. And I see that the El Dorado, through your deckhands, also provide that on all your trips. 
You know, from how to tie a knot, they'll teach you. How to splice a line, they'll teach you. How to cast, they'll teach you. So uh, just because you get bit doesn't mean you're going to land a fish. And just because you can land a fish doesn't mean you're going to get bit. There's a lot of stuff that goes on, and they and you guys teach it. So for that, I am grateful because you provide us a platform so that Angler Chronicles can bring um, fishermen that want to improve their skills. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we cater to, like I say, we cater from beginner to seasoned veteran. I mean, we, we do it all. We go from the kids to the elderly. We, we you know, we're here to, to make sure that you have a good time because it's your day off. You know, there are lots of platforms, lots of good platforms, and, you know, lots of lots of guys that just can kill fish, and it is what it is. And, and when you decide to buy a ticket and come here, you know, that's a statement to us. You know, you chose to you know, spend your time and your hard and money to come fish with us. So we want your your day on the boat to be just that, a day on the boat that's enjoyable and rememberable. And, and we want the best for you. We want you to catch fish, and we want to give you the best opportunity. Some people, you know, they can't go to the tackle store and buy four um, electric reels the size of, you know, my cat head on the boat. I mean, those things were monstrous on that trip. And, you know, like you say, he didn't even use them, but... You know, Joe Blow that, you know, gets to go to the tackle store and spend his hard-earned money and get what he can get and come out fishing to catch a fish. You know, there's times that we look at some of the stuff and go, oh, boy, but we do our best and our damnedest to, you know, get you rigged up properly, make sure your knots are tied and your connections are good, and we show you bait selection. And, you know, we even got a hook in the and throw the water and throw the line out for you. Whatever we got to do to make your experience, you know, that good and hopefully get you a fish and get you to come back, that's what it's about. It's about enjoying your day on the water, you know. I mean, I've always I've always coined the phrase, um, you know, Resort El Dorado, you know, because, like I say, when, when I leave town and, like I say, I did Vegas for four days and, you know, I want, you know, someone to smile at me. I want someone to be happy that I'm there. I want someone to share in my experience. I want someone to make sure I have a drink. I want to make sure that... You know, my food's good, and my atmosphere is good, and that's what I do. And if I don't have that, I go somewhere else. So right. we present the boat in that category. I, it starts I, from when you get to the office with you know, them knowing how to get you on the boat and get you set up and knowing the tackle recommendations in the office to you getting on the boat to the deckhands going, here, let me get you rigged up. No, 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 not like that. Here, let's do this. You know, all the way to... You know, how we handle your fish once it's on the boat in the RSW and how we handle your fish processing. You know, it's just a, a well-rounded package. And like I say, we, we go from novice to advanced angler. You know, we go to the know-it-alls. You know, there's people you just can't help that, you know, have, have it already all dialed in and we just assist them. So you know, that's how we operate it. And we hopefully, you know, you guys, everybody comes back. And, you know, for what we seem to be doing, people seem to like us. And, you know, we that, that... put on a good a good deal and you know we're hoping the next year will be an even better year for us yeah you, i mean you got you got very knowledgeable and friendly crew that that's a big deal you got you at the helm that's a really good deal all your second tickets are running fantastic yeah. and um hey listen that's the way to do it so uh you'll be back on the water you expect uh, about what time uh i'm shooting from mid-february is what okay. i'm shooting for excellent um, we don't have a lot of maintenance to do this year we've got like say some deck repair uh, we got our rails. Obviously, the rails took a beating this year, which they do every year. But, mm -hmm. you know, we've got some fiberglass work, some deck work. We're going to paint the deck and rock it so we don't slip. Um, don't have much to do downstairs. 
a little bit of work in the galley. We might be giving Brian a, um, another refrigerator and possibly a freezer so we have a little bit more storage for our multi-days. We're hoping to have some more multi-days on the boat this year. Um, you know, our RSWs are up and working. They're perfect. They're good. The freezers are good. You know, the boat's pretty sound. Um, you know, don't have to haul this year. I'm going to say it's just mainly a cosmetic and a fix the little band-aids that broke during the season. And, you know, we're going to fix our rod racks. We had a couple broken rod racks, so we get the extra spaces back on the side of the boat for the guys to bring the rods. And, and that's about it. I say So we're, we're shooting for middle of February at the moment. Um, we're signed off. Uh, we met all the intern rules for the Coast Guard. We have our new escape window in. Um, we did that drill that you guys came down and helped us with mm-hmm. and got signed off and we're we're ready to go excellent so, so let know. me uh, let me ask you a question. where would people get information about the el dorado where can they go sign up for a trip see what's happening uh so the long beach sport fishing website um you can click on the boats there there's a link for the el dorado uh you can also get us through the el dorado facebook page um the, either way there, like I say, you can find the schedule. We already, we've already we already put up our uh, April schedule for during the week to San Nicolas Island because we will be rock fishing in April mm-hmm. um, once the season opens. You know, we, we're not a rock fish boat except we do rock fish. Um, <laughs> well, listen, I mean, everybody's going to be waiting for the opener. And uh, and any any really salty guy knows that the winter, we love to go fishing for, for rock fish. You know, I, it was just part of our staple. I mean, that's what we did in the winter. Yes. Okay. So, yes. all the all the diehards that will we we still like it. So it's all good. Yeah. So our April first opener is actually on the books already. It's a sponsored trip with the Wavo. Um, so it's already on the books. If people uh-huh. want to sign up, uh, we are taking reservations already for it. It's on the books. Uh, during the week, trips are already on the books. And like I say, we're going to get through our maintenance here and start looking. Uh, to be up and running mid-February, um, like I say, we're going to be maybe doing some offshore exploratory, uh, maybe doing some sea bass trips, maybe doing a calico bass, uh, yellowtail kind of deal over to Komeni. Um, like I say, we're going to be just kind of throwing stuff in the air and seeing what sticks. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I can't wait. I can't wait. All right. All right, my friend. Congratulations on getting that uh, boat and gear. Okay, and I'm looking forward to fishing with you a lot this year. Yes, sounds like a plan. All right, my friend. That's Captain T.J. Schlick from the El Dorado out of Long Beach Sport Fishing. See you, Captain. All right. Thanks, T.J. All right, Steve Carson. We yes, just sir. opened. We just opened up a can of worms here with, with Ron. And the uh, estimation of what will be around. TJ thinks, you know, there's some tuna. I do, too. You do as well. Yep. Uh, what, what is your thought for what? this year? Hold on. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ron. Well, Hold on. Ron had a question. Ask- no, I think we, we, ha- we talked about this last week. Um, the fish are there. Nobody's fishing for them. Well, we don't know. We don't have intel. Exactly, because all the boats are doing boat work, etc. And 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 uh, I I think they're still there. And, and a couple of my friends went out; they were looking for them. They saw them, but they could they were way deep. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean we we have no idea. So, Steve, your thoughts? Well, first of all, let's get, let's get the first thing out of the way, just so that it's out of the way. <laughs> and you know what that is? No albacore. Albacore will not be in Southern California. Correct. No, I would. I would expect a big state. It's long. Yeah, nor- um, Northern California and above. A, yeah, I would say 
we'll be lucky if they get him in Monterey Bay, but more likely it'll be north of Bodega Bay and maybe even uh, not even in California, over the line in Oregon and Washington. And there will be a lot of them, really mm-hmm. a lot of them. And the interesting thing is that the migrations of everything is clearly shifting north. Um, in NorCal, last year they they not only had albacore like they, they pretty much always do, they had big eye tuna, they had a few yellowfin tuna, and they had a boatload of big bluefin tuna. And I mean 150 to 250 pounders, a lot of them. Um, so that was that, and so I think you may even see uh, as late as that period in between Christmas and New Year's, that little that little slot window where some of the San Diego boats kind of sneak out for, for four- and five-day trips. There were yellowfin tuna still, not, not just bluefin, yellowfin tuna within, you know, within reasonable range um, as late as that period. So I think you may see, uh, besides what we've been catching the last couple of years, which is good bluefin, you may see uh, some decent yellowfin mm-hmm. on top of that. And also, the last couple of years have been have ranged between, last year was good, the year before was phenomenal and record-breaking for Dorado, which, by the way, Sergio, you can catch Dorado with the bass rod. Yes, you can. What do you think about yellowtail? Uh, I think that they're really cool-looking fish, and yeah. when the tuna aren't biting, <laughs> I love to fish for them. Well, I think, you know, they, you don't see a lot of yellowtail in the... And it counts, I think, because everybody's going out for tuna. But I'm betting the yellow yeah, well, Exactly. For, for, for whatever reason, they haven't been super numerous. And, and maybe the Dorado have been pushing them out. They have been super numerous, uh, as in previous years, under the kelp patties. Right. But they're smaller um, fish. But when yeah. the boats are fishing the banks, you know, like, like the Cortez, etc., uh, they're there for tuna, and quite often there's yellowtail present. Okay, well, listen, hold on. i got to take a short break here. When we come back, uh, we'll talk some more with Steve. We'll see if we can get Captain Rick Scott uh, aboard as well. This is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio and Angels Radio app. We'll be right back. Big old bass, flip her in the boat and give her a kiss. Well, I can't get a girl. AM830. Looking for something to do today? Come check out what's new at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Michael's was voted Orange County's best sports bar. Whether it's sports, drinks, games, or food, Michael's has something for everybody. And don't forget the wings that Michael is famous for. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill, 15192 Golden West Street, Westminster, California. Just south of the 405 Freeway. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Don't blink on the sink with the original hookup baits. With their patented design, the original hookup baits are built in the USA using only the highest quality of materials and owner hooks. After years of research and development, the original hookup baits have captured the profile and lifelike action, causing fish to bite, whether it's in salt water or fresh water, jigging or trolling. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops and get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph and release. AMA 30.
Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Anger Chronicles on Angels Radio. I almost said it. Angels Radio. You know what? Angels Radio, AMA 30K, LAA, and the Angels Radio app. Now we're joined by a very special friend, truly part of the family, uh, Captain, operator owner of the Ocean Odyssey, Captain Rick Scott. Good morning, Rick. Good morning. How is everybody? Well, we're, we're freezing our butts off. We're here in Palmdale, Finn and Feather. It's 42 degrees. Um, we got lucky, but we're going to have a little wind chill, I think, action going on. They're supposed to blow at 18 miles an hour. Uh, we're going to try to see if we can catch some uh, of this trout. Okay, so That's Derek, not, I'm going, we're going to take. Instead of fishing. Yeah, I got Derek as our board operator. We're going to tell you know he's here with us, and you know I, I told him, yeah, you look good outside there with uh, icicles coming out of the side of your nose. It's good, it's good, <laughs> and, and you know, and that isn't yeah. even cold because if you know Rick Scott, he just got back from hunting geese in Montana, and if it isn't minus eighteen or twenty, he ain't happy, are you? Uh, we like it cold, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, this year it was not very cold. Hung around in the 30 to 40s, and and uh, right before I started heading home, it did cool off and uh, got down below 10. So wow. it was good. We liked it. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. Uh, yeah, but and uh, and you had a good time. So listen, uh, Rick, I, this is my last segment. I don't have a lot of time, but what I want to do is make sure that we get you in here because uh, we're trying to get the 2024 season ready. And so, tell us about how your season is laid out. Um, well, we've uh, lined up the season with our regular day and a half, two and a half day trips that are online. You can look at them on the website but we're getting the boat ready right now we've done uh, quite a bit of painting and uh, fixing some wood and some fiberglass and a little bit of plumbing all, all that the usual uh, wintertime boat work stuff mm-hmm. okay and when do you expect to start fishing uh june i want to say 15th or 17th okay right right in the middle of, right in the middle of june there you know we run our school program that we start here uh, right now, it's going to fire up and take them kids out or show them about the ocean, teach them uh, a little marine biology, and that'll roll right into the end of May. And we'll do a little more boat work from June 1st to the, the first trip and finish, do the finishing touches on getting the boat to look pretty and start fishing. All right, excellent. And, and your expectation, kind of fish you're going to catch this year? We're going to have that bluefin, you know, it's still around, so we're going to probably start out doing that but uh you know the the water is warmer than it has been so i think we're going to probably get a good showing of uh, yellowfin in dorado this year so look nice. forward to that yeah yeah absolutely i'm going to ask a question i asked tj captain tj on the el dorado earlier on the show i asked him a question i'm going to ask you the same thing um so would you prefer a trip where you uh are catching 200 say 200 plus pound fish or 40 to 50s well, there's another extension to that question. I mean, of course, we would like to catch 200-pound fish, but typically when when, you know, when those bite, it's not real good, and a couple people catch fish, and uh, a lot of people go home without fish. Um, if we get get it where, you know, they're, they're biting, and everybody can take home a 200-pounder, I would much rather do that. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you know, the smaller fish, uh, I love targeting those. That way, I, everybody on the boat has a chance to catch a fish, and that's that's what I want. Plus, I can catch them on my bass rod. Empty-handed, huh? Yeah, 
Yeah. Money back, I, you know, I, I, and I understand. If you've never caught a fish over 200 pounds, I get it. But I don't know. I, I have more fun catching, you know, four, five, six uh, fish, you know, in the smaller size, you know, 50, 60 pounders, than, than one mass. Because I mean, when you catch one of those big, massive fish, I mean, you're hurting. You're hurting. And I, I mean, when I did it, I remember going into the galley and I, I couldn't even hold a glass of water. Everything was shaking so bad, you know, and um, took me out for, for hours. And I was much younger at the time, okay? So I, I prefer the, 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 the smaller ones. But the beautiful thing is um, everything can be targeted, okay, on your boat. You also have gear for people that want to go with the heavy stuff, correct? Yeah, we do. We have the, the rental gear, the accurate uh, 600s and uh, the heavy uh, fishing syndicate rods, which mm-hmm. make a nice pair. Uh, we've seen some 200 pounders, over 200 pounders, come on the boat. Pretty, pretty easy. Mm-hmm. You know, these young kids nowadays, for them, it's easy. They all want to target 200 pound fish, but us old guys, you know. Well, rough on us. us old guys, here's the deal, and, and I've said this. Um, I have seen. I don't remember the lady's name, but she was all of four foot ten, and caught a 357 pound fish. And you go, there's no way. But it, it all comes down to this technique. If you do it right. Right. Okay. Yep. And because uh, you and I have both seen on our trips, I won't name, I won't name them. William. Uh-huh. And, oh, I didn't mean to say that. And, 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 uh, uh, Dan. And Dan. Yeah. And we'll say last names. And, and they got on, uh, you know, it was a 300 pound fish. <laughs> and do you remember? They could only do 10 minutes. They, and these are big, burly dudes, you know. And then yet yeah, we had that kid. Okay. 16 years old. Okay. About as thin, thin as a twig, okay, and just brought that fish in, and even faster, uh, a little bit bigger as well. So just mind the attention. But here's here's the beautiful thing about the Ocean Odyssey: you guys teach, and your deckhands are extremely capable, extremely knowledgeable. So when you're on these boats, just pay attention. You're there to learn, and hopefully you learn. Okay, uh, you've got a great platform for that, great platform for teaching. Uh, let me ask you, how many open party trips do you have this year? You're getting less and less huh. every year. I don't know. I don't go count them. Okay. A bunch. But you do have a bunch that we could, because the reason is, is there are a lot of charters on your boat, okay? And so you want to make sure that um, people can go fishing. The best place to go is where? Uh, OceanOdysseyFishing.com. Look right online. Dina got that website up and running, or the the programmers have been doing a little work on it. So it looks like it's up and running at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, they're still trying to work out a few more bugs. But uh, the best way probably right now for sure is to give Dina a call at uh, 619-889-4535. Right. Or, I mean, and if you want any of this information, go to the Ocean Odyssey. You've got a Facebook page. I'm sure you've got Instagram as well. You've got a website. <clears throat> you can get all the phone numbers, everything you need. But I, I highly recommend get on one of these boats, okay? We have two flagships. We have the Ocean Odyssey down in San Diego, and we now added up here in, in the L.A. area going north, uh, the El Dorado. These are great boats, great people that own it and operate it. And, um, I mean, what, you know what was fun this year, Ron? is fishing on the Ocean Odyssey and looking at the El, El Dorado and then fishing on the El Dorado looking yeah, at the Ocean Odyssey. that was Odyssey. pretty cool. You could hit him with your jig. I mean, I was yelling at you, and you were <laughs> yelling back. 
Rick. From, yeah, and, from the, and it was wide open fishing. It, it was. was wide open fishing. <laughs> so it, it was a lot of fun. And hopefully what I'd like to do is steal you this year and have you come out. And um, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of going back up to Morro Bay. So you and I like to rockfish. I just put that out there. Okay, just put yeah, that in. that'd be fun. That would that'd be, be a lot of fun. Day. Okay, so uh, excellent. All right, uh, give us uh, the, all the information that you can so that people can go ahead and book a trip with you, Rick. OceanOdysseyFishing.com. Look right online or give Dina a call, 619-889-4535. Okay, perfect. Uh, Ron, do you have the dates for... Uh, he might have You know, them. I knew I do have them. Uh, get, go ahead and talk yeah, about Yeah, so one basically what we're doing with uh, Rick is we're going to do two day-and-a-half trips. I know once in, I think, I want to say July sometime. July 9th on my birthday. Don't forget that. July 9th, okay. And then we have another one probably in October oh, or September, okay, and then we, we do a two-and-a-half day trip. So, okay, All you right. want to give the dates for our trips? Yeah, so guys, be on, be on the lookout now. We do have the July 9th departing for a day-and-a-half. And then October, a day and a half on uh, the 1027. And then we have our normal two and a half day, which we always film. That'll be on September 3rd. Okay. So you have July. So the, day, the, day and a half, the day and a half you call Dina to book. Right. Right. I, 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 I will get to that. Day you call Ron to book. Right. So uh, those are the dates, guys, and the schedule will be out for the PCS show. So. Perfect. All right, and we'll have all that information out there. Uh, you think we can get the, the 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 list beforehand of what our trips? Because we have I'm the sure. I'm about we have the Bart Hall show that we right can now. we have Bart Hall show we can put some out in some of our sponsors' yep. uh, tables. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And uh, are you, you guys going to the PCS show? Yes, yes, we're gonna have a booth at the PCS show. Would you like to come and hang out in our booth? Um, I'm going to see what's going to happen here. We are doing the PCS show this year. Oh, good. Um, but, it, of course, it's right in the middle of our school trip season. So mm-hmm. if I can get off the boat, yes, I will. I will well, many, you know you always have a place on the couch. Absolutely. And how many how many school trips do you do a week? Well, like this week, we have a few. Next week, we don't have any. And then we really get going the week after every day, it looks like. Okay. Because okay. I am going to come when, out again. When we, get in the, when we get going, it's six days a week, anywhere from two to four trips a day. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there. I know because I have the information. I know it's super secret information, but I know that you run these um, special trips, which yeah. has very special people on the yeah, boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we never get a call. Oh, we How did last one? year. I mean, the year before. I didn't get a call last year before. You got a call year before. I didn't. Well, so what what do you say? You gonna give us a call this time? For, for what? Yeah, one of those crew wanna... family trips you brought, you take, you go out. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we, didn't do one last, we didn't do one last year. Right, so That's if right. you do That's one it. this year, I know it's super secret data. Just, um, you know, give me a heads up. I would love to come and join. I'll, I'll bring stuff. Yeah, I'll bring. That's around Memorial Weekend. You might see the boat at uh, Sacramento Island with hardly any people on it. Okay. I know, which is perfect for me because, I, you know, Calico bass, yellowtail, white sea bass, that's all good. I love it. So We don't spend a lot of time fishing. We spend a lot of time relaxing and enjoying the water. You just anchor shooting, up. You just anchor. Shooting, shooting guns. You just anchor like up. i got two minutes to go. i got just anchor up by the kelp, and I'll be happy, Camper. All right. <laughs> Captain Rick, thank you, my friend. Looking forward to another beautiful right. 2024 productive, okay? Okay. All right. And, take care, uh, buddy. We're talking to everybody next weekend. Have you got it, week. brother. All, All right. right. Bye, Captain Cam. Rick Scott, Ocean Odyssey. All right. Listen, we're at the end of the show. 
Uh, Steve Carson, thank you for joining us today. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go get cold right now, and um, oh, it's gonna be cold. And uh, you know, it's okay. We'll now, Steve, job. next week you're at your show, correct? That is correct. Okay, so okay. I'll save my question for when you get back. There you go. All right. Okay, Carson, you good? I, I I'm good. I just want to know what kind of snacks you're gonna have in your booth. Well, what would you like? Now you have I'll no excuse for not later. coming over. What do you like? Well, I'll have to think about it. Send <laughs> us a list. <laughs> we always have candy. We always have candy. And we always have coffee. We always have coffee, and that's about it. All right. Well, we, we have some Sodas colder and beverages that. and stuff like that. But if you want something special, I will make sure that we have it in the booth. And hopefully everybody comes and joins us. It's a big party at the PCS show. Yeah. Big, huge party. All right, everybody. Hang on tight. We're going to go get some lines wet. And um, Ron. Get out of my way. <laughs> he's, a, he's, already, he's already leaving me. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. You guys got to set up my rods. I hope Andrew set my rods right. Okay. But anyway, listen, everybody, take care. Derek, thank you for uh, hanging the. Thank you, Derek. And handling the board there, bro. Okay. Everybody, have a great well, folks, weekend. We'll talk to you next week. week. It's time to truck on out of the city and get outside in God's country. We'll see you next week on Angler Chronicles. Well, folks, that's the show for this week. It's time to truck on out of the city and get outside in God's country. We'll see you next week on Angler Chronicles.